Hey, good morning, Mac family. Hope you're doing well. Miss you. I uh, look forward to the day where I can uh, welcome you for realsies in person. You should know that we've got this great team made up of, of NAC volunteers who are, who are currently working behind the scenes, um, figuring out how we can safely and wisely reopen our facility. Uh, if we can't do it safely and wisely, we just won't. But I, I believe that uh, the right steps are being taken right now so that come September 1, um, we'll be able to gather again and uh, it'll be with some protocols and some probably some awkward uh, uh, new rules that we'll have to keep for the time being but it'll be good to to be together again um, we're in this series can you hear me now and we're we're asking what is god saying specifically to us in this incredibly unique time um, it feels like feels like if we have ears to hear, uh, he wants to tell us something. I was thinking about the other day when I'm in the family room and Vicky's watching her current favorite guilty pleasure, Naked and Afraid. You, you haven't seen that, have you? Good. Um, and I'm pretending not to watch it so that I can keep my air of superiority and I'm getting drawn in. I mean, they're out in the middle of nowhere, naked and afraid. But what really caught my attention was uh, some of these commercials on, um, is it TLC? Is it HGTV? A&E? I forget. But they have these reality shows about uh, sort of longshoremen and, and uh, extreme fishermen, extreme fishermen. That sounds like Glenn Robinson's dream job. Anyways, they are out in the middle of the sea and I, f I feel myself getting anxious as you, as you see the waves uh, kind of almost capsizing this uh, fisherman's boat and you know, the music is tense and the, the, the job really is freaky, scary. And it makes me think, you know, no matter how far we have progressed as a society, no matter how much technology we come up with to solve problems, man, we will never tame the sea. Uh, the sea has a will of its own. It will not be tamed by man. Um, a force of nature, I mean, literally. And it reminds me of a, of a story from the Bible, actually. One day, Jesus got into a boat with his disciples and said to them, let us go across to the other side of the lake. And as they were sailing, he fell asleep.
Ranger swamping his with old Brown! Help us, Master! Where is your faith? I want to remind you of something that is obvious, but maybe we all just need to be reminded of this this morning, okay? Jesus is never nervous. You know that, right? He's never um, freaked out or anxious or pacing the throne room of heaven. He's never taken value because he doesn't know what the future holds. Jesus is never nervous. And we're in a storm right now. And some of us are nervous. That, that might be a nice way of putting it. You notice in, in that story of Jesus calming the storm. Remember that story? The disciples are freaking out. It's interesting to me that Jesus had the ability not only to calm the storm, but that Jesus himself was calm in the storm. He was asleep, actually, sound asleep, in a storm that terrified professional fishermen. And you've probably heard lots of people preach this passage and say things like, Jesus will calm the storms of your life. I'm not convinced that's the takeaway from that passage. Listen, Jesus may calm a storm in our life, but there are plenty of times he allows them to disrupt the landscape of our lives and he doesn't rescue us at all. Maybe we should be less interested in Jesus calming our storms or taking away our problems and more interested in Jesus's calm in the storm and how that can be made available to us. You know, this is one of my uh, favorite things about Jesus. The disciples turned to Jesus in their panic precisely because he was calm in the midst of the storm. I mentioned this idea a few weeks ago or months ago, I don't know. I have literally lost track of time. The days are kind of blending into one another, aren't they? Does anyone else feel like they're just sort of filling the time between meals? No, just me? Anyways, I talked a while ago about one of the best gifts we as Christ followers could offer the world is being a non-anxious presence. It's Christ in us, the non-anxious Prince of Peace in us that allows us to be that kind of presence of peace to others. And I'm telling you, it's a gift to the world. And so 
part of this series and really part of every message, every seven at seven, every personal devotion I've had lately has been in one way or another wrestling with how you and I can grow through this crisis and become the people we need to be. People who will actually seize the God opportunities, the, the God opportunities. <laughs> I just invented a new word that will emerge during or through this crisis. If we could rise up to become the right people, people of faith, not fear, people of courage, not cowardice, people who are generous, not hoarding, people who are deeply rooted in eternity, not, not overcome by too much attachment to the temporary, people of the kingdom, not people of comfort. You know, uh, the writer of, of Hebrews talks about us being part of an unshakable kingdom. In chapter 13, verse 6, he says, So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. Uh, what can human beings do to me? Whew. That'll preach, right? Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. And so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. Now, men, let, let me talk to you for a second, okay? Us dudes uh, typically are not super in touch with our emotions enough to admit even to ourselves that we are fearful or afraid. The emotion reveals itself in different ways. You'll catch yourself feeling irritated and annoyed and angry right? That's usually the male emotion, right? Some variation of anger, unless hunger is an emotion. Is hunger an emotion? So if you are vulnerable enough and mature enough to just sit with the Lord um, over your irritation and annoyance, he may reveal the fear that's buried deep within the, the corridors of your heart. And then you may have to reckon with the fear um, because perhaps you have put trust in your ability to make money, uh, in your ability to be a provider, in the loss of what you see as the comforts of modern society. You know, most of us like the benefits of having more than enough. We like having money in our savings, uh, a sense of security from our retirement plans. You know, money creates options and options are, are more appealing in life, right? Crisis uh, reveal the cracks in the interior walls of our soul. Crisis don't create inner problems, right? Crisis reveal inner problems, hardship, pierces the heart and it makes us accessible to God in places that were once inaccessible. Crisis uh, leads us out of the illusion of independence and back to the reality of our utter dependence on God. Like, are you finding yourself 
preoccupied with, with worry these days, worry about your problems. Worry is a byproduct of our fixation on problems. Peace is a byproduct of our fixation on Jesus. We have to learn during this time, especially in the middle of a storm called COVID, to set our hearts on the eternal. Mother Teresa once famously said, um, you never know Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. You know, uh, let me put it this way. Here on earth is your only opportunity to display the kind of faith that can thank God, worship God, and trust God in the darkest hour. You know, in heaven, there won't be any storms. There won't be any darkness. So trusting God will be easy, but on earth, it's hard. It's a choice. It's an act of faith based on the word of God, based on the the character of God, based on God's um, proven track record in our lives. It's not based on the circumstances of life, right? So if this season is a training ground of sorts, an opportunity even to conform us closer to the image of God, can I suggest a couple of things that we could practice during this time? Would we, could we intentionally, purposely, daily take time to remember the goodness of God? You know, um, there are some ways we can do this, and I'll, and I'll bet this is not what you expected the pastor would say. Take time to have fun. Have fun with, with gratitude. Take long walks in nature and take a deep breath and feel the goodness of God in creation. Like watch funny movies with your family or a friend and, and just laugh together. Tell um, old stories of God's faithfulness and humorous anecdotes of days gone by and revel in the goodness of God. Uh, talk to good friends over the phone and recall the good times and smile. It, it'll be so good for your soul. I know, I know some of you are just hanging on and, and thinking to yourself, like, if one more thing happens, one more piece of bad news, one more hit to my finances, I, I don't think I'll be able to take it. How much can I deal with, right? I told a story um, about Corey Ten Boom last week, right? Can I just tell another? Um, Corey Ten Boom was a, a Christian woman who endured the Nazi concentration camps because she and her family helped Jewish people hide. And uh, when she was a little girl before the occupation of Germany, she went to her father and said, Daddy, I'm afraid I'll never be strong enough to be a martyr for Jesus Christ. Uh, Her father said, tell me, Corey, when you take a trip to Amsterdam, when do I give you the money for the train ticket? Is it three weeks before? And she says, no, Daddy, you give me the money for the ticket just before we get on the train. That's right, 
her father said. And so it is with God's strength. Our wise father in heaven knows when you are going to need things too. Today, uh, you probably don't need the strength to be a martyr. But as soon as you're called upon um, to possibly suffer for Jesus, he will supply the strength you need just in time. You know, your father might deliver you from this crisis in your life. And maybe you'll be shielded from, from sickness and financial hardship. It's possible that your good, good father will not shield you, but he'll give you the, the supernatural strength and peace to see you through. And he'll supply that strength and peace just in time. But it's possible that your good, good father will not shield you. He'll just give you the, the supernatural strength and peace to see you through. And he'll supply that strength and peace just in time. And, you know, you may have to endure the sickness. You may have to suffer the loss, uh, suffer the loss of loved ones. You may even suffer financial hardship or unemployment. You may have to endure some of the impact of this hardship. And yet you will discover that his strong presence is enough. His strength, his peace can see you through all the way to eternity. Instead of a long, flowery prayer, which I'm noticing in, in the Gospels, Jesus never seemed to do himself. In closing, let me just speak the words of Jesus over you. And because of Christ in me, the hope of glory, I can speak these words with authority. So peace I give to you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I to you. Let not your heart be afraid. Let not your heart be troubled. Amen. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto peace of God dwell richly in you today. May peace settle on your homes today. May peace follow you wherever you go so that you're bringing this non-anxious supernatural presence from the Prince of Peace into your workplace and into the hospitals and into the front lines. May that go with you. And may you not just watch church or attend church or be 
part of a church in name only. May you now go and be the church. You are a loved people. God bless. Thank you.